Today's conversation, we're going to talk about a clip, right? And the clip is from entertainment mogul Tyler Perry on one of his spinoff shows that he's producing. Um, if you're not familiar with The Oval, that's one of the shows that he currently has out. He's just wrapped up the first season, right? It's on demand. You can catch up and um, get up to speed with that. But The Oval allowed him to make a spinoff show. And the spin-off show has a clip that we're going to have our conversation about today, right? So, the clip is like, I don't know, 60 seconds long. Probably a little less because it had some nudity in it. And I had to, of course, you know, edit the uh, nudity out of it. So, once we play the clip, uh, we're going to come back. And we're going to have our conversation. And then, uh, yeah, so let's play the clip. guys just see on that clip right it's a short clip it wasn't long right but what do you guys think when you seen that clip who is Tyler Perry what do we know about Tyler Perry we know he's from Louisiana right he's out of New Orleans and he's currently residing in Atlanta Georgia right so what do we know about Tyler Perry how are we introduced to Tyler Perry? My introduction through Tyler Perry came through some church folks, right? Because he was big on the plays back in the day. He used to do a lot of live play performances and he'd have singers and actors and actresses and they'd go city to city and they just put on a show, right? Then he blew up with the Medea character, right? And we all seen Medea went to jail. And then Medea had Halloween. And then Medea had a funeral. And then Medea went to China. And then Medea went to Japan. Then Medea went to Brazil. And then Medea went to Nigeria. I mean, Medea then been everywhere, right? <laughs> but what do we really know about Tom LePere? What do we know about energy? Right? What do we know? We just looked at a clip. We can properly describe that clip as a BDSM scene. 
right? So we thinking about Tyler Perry, we know what his fan base look like, but he's introducing his fan base to a B, D, S, M scene, right? I want you to think energy. I don't want you to think kinky, right? Because in these days and time, everything that come out of Atlanta is kinky, right? Uh, you got the T.I. and Tiny Harris situation, right? Then you got the Candy Birds situation, right? That's recently, right? Candy Birds always have some, like, kinkiness going on with the Lancer. And then in my generation back in the day, every year, they have freak neat. So you'll have thousands of Detroit teenagers will go down south every year to Atlanta to be freaks. But, you know, all we can see is the physical plane. We never look past the physical plane and we're able to see what's on that spiritual realm. What energy is being pushed? Is this the first time we've seen this type of energy come out of a Tyler Perry platform? No, it's not. It's not the first time. In fact, Real Black Conscious Forum Podcast, it was our platform that first talked about he had a sex scene in a sitcom that he produces called The Sisters, right? And in this scene, it was a male and woman engaging in a sexual activity. And then the male goes into the female's toy box, right? Her sexual toy box. He pulls out the dildo and then he asks the woman to insert the dildo inside of him. So we've been seeing some strong sexual content from Tyler Perry, right? What was the movie? He made a movie called, um, was it Temptations? In which we seen a rape scene Right from one of Tyler Perry's projects, and then he had the other project called the um, For Colored Girls, right? And it was almost like a horror story, right? For Colored Girls, but we're talking about energy, right? When you see things on television, it's on the big screen. You use television in America to influence behavior patterns. That's what it's for. Right? You can't look at everything on the physical plane. Once you see it on television, they're planting the seed in the minds of the viewers. And once that seed is planted, that seed can take shape and it can become a behavior pattern in the people in the village now. It can change their behavior because you introduce this behavior to them, to us, in the village, through media. Media can shape behavior patterns, right? And we kind of touched on the steps of how it could become this way on another one of our conversations when we talked about the black goddess. When we looked at the black American woman and we seen this transformation from black goddess to black hooker. And this all took place in the minds of black American men who develop a behavior pattern that we received through media in the form of pornography, which is a industry that's controlled by Jews and Italians, right? Our people don't control that industry. 
So now I'm going to throw some words out to you. And I want to see your connection to these words, right? I want to see your connection. When I say blowjob. Blowjob. What does that mean? When I say anal sex. When I say orgy. Gang banging. Uh, MILF. M-I-L-F, right? If I say cum shot compilation, uh, facial compilation, right? If I say granny or stepsister or stepmother or I say interracial or many of our people have foot fetishes now, right? These are all behavior patterns that we learn from Jews and Italians through pornography, right? These are categories now. A MILF, M-I-L-F. Think about these categories, a MILF, right? Because listen, in our village, when we're talking about oral sex, right? Because our people have picked up on this perversion. We love it now. We love oral sex uh, you know, we love anal sex. We like these deviations. They attach to us. We love them. So when pornography was dumped into our neighborhoods back in the day in the form of beta, VHS, right? Then later turned into DVDs. We took on this behavior pattern. And when we seen these devils on these movies, Splattering his seed all around on the woman's face and backside and hair and foot. We thought that to be appropriate to do that to our women. Right? Because we're living in the village. Our elders never taught us to put our male principle in a woman's mouth. Where did you get these concepts from? We moving so fast, we don't even recognize where we're getting these concepts from. Right? The black American woman is being asked to take the semen, the life-giving force that comes out of a man, and she's being asked to allow that to be splattered on her face, on her breast, on her backside, on her toes, in her mouth. But the seed of this behavior came from somewhere. It didn't come from our village. My great-grandparents never taught me that. My grandparents ain't never taught me that. My pops ain't never taught me that. He never taught me to put my mouth on the female principle. This deviation, <laughs> this perversion came from somewhere else. And when you start to backtrack, right, it's always media. It comes from media first. So now let's take it back. That Tyler Perry clip of BDSM, what he's introducing to his audience is sex magic. It's a sex ritual. You don't see it. And I know um, a lot of our people is not going to be able to see it. But that's what he's introducing to the village now. Sex ritual. That's what it is. When you think about that clip in a form of energy, right? What you really seen was black trauma, black pain, black pleasure. Then you seen a sexual connection, right? 
because the pleasure was there first. You see in the male, he had an arousal period, right? And then it was a connection that was made. And all of these energies are in the same room, right? This is a sexual ritual, right? Even going back to that clip before, when you seen Tyler Perry in Sisters, when he had the couple, right? The black man and black woman was in the bed together. And then the dildo comes out. And again, she inserts the dildo into him. That's a ritual, right? These are all sex magic rituals. But what do we know about Tyler Perry, though? Right? He gets by, in my estimate, with more things in our community than any other producer can get away with because he hides behind church folks. He hides behind, I love Cicely Tyson. God bless the dead. I love Oprah and I love these key people in the community that black Americans respect so much. And I'm standing on the shoulders of my ancestors. And he's great in business now. We're not talking about any of his business achievements. We salute those achievements. Because, man, he had perfect timing when he got his own studio. Right? He made it not useful to run to L.A. to get to movies into theaters. But it only works because everything is digital now, right? We live in a digital society now, right? So you don't need to run to L.A. and beg those Jews that run those six studios to get your project on the big screen no more. We have Netflix now, right? You got Tuba now, right? You got Amazon where you can put your films on these different apps and then you can make a deal and you can take your product directly to the consumer now and you cut out the middleman, which was California. Right. And we got a producer out of Detroit who he does the same thing. He has his studio on the west side, um, nine mile in Southfield. Right. He kind of like does the same thing, but he makes a lot of hood films. He makes a lot of hood films. His studio was based out of um, nine mile right around Greenville, I think. Right. Southfield, which is a. It's a Detroit suburb, right? Where he has, he got the same thing Tyler Perry has. He's just not on that level yet, right? Everything is inner city based, hood based, which means a lot of bang bang and shoot him up. But going back to Perry though, he gets away with a lot of stuff, man. He gets away with showing black relationships in the most damaging light. Many of his projects. The foundation of these projects is black male, black woman, marriage that's dysfunctional. Just think about his projects now. Just think about the projects. Just play over your mind the projects that Tyler Perry makes, right? And think about the relationship aspect of these films. Just think about it, right? Get it out your mind that he hangs out with Oprah and everybody else. Just think about the work, not the business acumen, right? We see he's a good business guy. He's smart. We're not talking about business. We see he's a sharp business guy. We're talking about the artwork now, right? Because we come from a village where we're able to criticize people's art. But if you kind of notice, 
Tyler Perry, he kind of goes underneath that radar. Nobody really criticizes any of his work because when we see him, we look at him like a humanitarian, right? He looks like the greatest humanitarian that we ever seen. So we don't criticize his work. So he gets away with showing failing black couples, dysfunctional black couples on almost all his projects. Just think about it. He came out with a film called The Fall of Grace. A Fall of Grace, right? Where this black man was courting this woman and he loved this woman. And the minute they got married, everything got dysfunctional. He came out with a project called A Family That Prays, right? Where a black man was severely in love with his wife. But she's running behind the owner of a company, right? And even had a child by him. That wasn't his. He had another movie called The Temptations, right? Where we seen a rape scene where they was asking him to take it out. Now, maybe in later cuts, he take it out. But the original version, it wasn't taken out. It was a rape scene in there. But lawyer, black man, pharmacist with a wife. And she was unfaithful to him. See, none of these relationships never work in his projects, Right? always dysfunction then he had another project called acrimony right i think this is when taraji played in this and she stood with this man she stood with this man and then by the end of the movie it just it's like a reoccurring theme on a lot of his projects it's dysfunction he shows black unions is always being dysfunctional he does it a little different when it comes down to the sitcoms, but it's kind of like the same concept, right? It's always the black woman. She's kind of look weird. She got a weird background. He got a show called The House of Pains. I think it's a cool show. Got the fire chief. Then you got the nephew. Then the nephew, his wife was like a, uh, she was like a crackhead or something crazy. And then he have a son. His son is in a relationship. And he's in love with like an adult entertainer. She's like a stripper. Right? It's like these concepts that he produced. Then he comes with another show where the Oval, which this scene is a spinoff of, right? So maybe I should be saying spoiler alert, but right now we're just thinking, we're just having a conversation about projects that have been coming from Tyler Perry, right? Out of his studios. When you look at the Oval, you say, okay, there's dysfunction, but it's an interracial couple, right? It's dysfunction. The children, very dysfunctional, right? Everybody's in the White House. So let's leave that first tier of actors. Let's go down to the staff because the White House have a staff. And the Oval, everything is based out of the White House. So you have a butler. He has a wife. Their marriage is in dysfunction now. Because he finds out that his wife had a whole child on him when he was in the war. Right? This is dysfunction. And then the butler has a son that's also in a relationship and this relationship is dysfunction he catches her sleeping with the co-worker right so you got no two good women right off the back and then you got the lead star of the show she's the first lady and she is like the wicked witch of washington dc so these are the imagery of black women but this is we love tyler perry he got his own studio right this is the imagery though that he's producing no other film director can get away with this we didn't let Spike Lee get away with this. Bill Cosby couldn't get away with this. Bill Cosby never showed you 
a black couple that had dysfunction. We tune in every week to watch him and his wife, right? Loving couple professional. Then we tuned in to watch a different world where we seen Dwayne Wayne in love with Whitley. That's what we seen. We see something different from Tyler though. So now let's go back to the Oval, right? The butler's son, again, relationship is dysfunction. He has a child mother. The child mother is in the cult. Another black woman, that's dysfunction. That's where we get this spinoff scene from. That's that. He has another show called The Haves, right? And the half or have not, in all transparency, is dysfunction all the way around. Especially with the black couple, right? You got the judge, you got the wife as an attorney, but it's dysfunction, one trying to kill each other, and then, last but not least, he, he always dropped this last element into his project where you see he always showing some type of love interest between the black male and the white male. That's in that's the backstory of the have and have nots. That's the backstory of the oval, where he has the chief of staff who's married. Of course he's black, so his marriage is in dysfunction, right? But he's in love with a so-called white man that also works in the white. See, so we've been seeing this thing from Tyler. We never call him to the carpet, right? We never say, yo, what is up with these movies, bro? Because He's going to put the wig back on and he's going to be Medea. He's going to make you laugh and you're going to love him again. And he's not held to no standard. And he can make our people look any kind of way that he want. And now he's introducing different behavior into the community with this BDSM, which is really a sex magic ritual. And we're not able to see that. All this freak stuff coming out of Atlanta. T.I. and Tiny story, all these missing girls, all these missing teenagers. You got the candy birds being accused of having sex dungeons in a home, allegedly. It's always a freak story coming out of Atlanta. But we just see it on the physical plane. We don't see the rituals that's going on behind it, though. That's the part we don't see. Being that I'm bringing it to the table at this point, and I'm saying that Tyler Perry is introducing a sex ritual to our community. The question must be at this point, what is sex magic? What is a sexual ritual, right? I'm going to need some comments to help me out with this, but I'm going to tell you to my level of understanding what it is, right? The orgasm is an energy explosion that happens within human beings during a sexual engagement. This engagement could be masturbation, which you by yourself. It can be with a partner or multiple partners, right? But I want you to focus on the orgasm. This is an energy feeling that overcomes humans, right? The orgasm is what we're focusing on, just the orgasm. There's a concept in sex magic and the ritual of sex that says that if you desire something, whether this desire be a home, a career, 
certain finances, vehicles, things that's materialistic. If you envision what you so desire, you engage in sex or masturbation, and right before the orgasm and during the orgasm, you are envisioning what you desire. The ritual of sex says you're seeding because it's, it's an explosion of energy. You're seeding that imagery, that thought. You're planting it into the universe, right, during this cosmic explosion that you're having an orgasm. And you're bringing it back to yourself. The universe will now will that back to you. That's what a sex ritual is, right? That's sex magic. Now, that's just what you can do in your own atmosphere of your own home, your own privacy, right? What sex magic also says is that if you want to make the atmosphere more fertile because you're planting a seed, it's all spiritual, it's all energy, right? You're planting a seed into an atmosphere that's electric and the seed is my new house, my new car, my rap career, my acting career, uh, my finances. It's all invisible now, so you got to walk with me, right? It's Everything is invisible. What they added to this is saying you can intensify or make the atmosphere more fertile if you add pain and trauma into the room. Now, if you plant that seed during a hypersensitive and hyperintensified environment, that seed can be planted deeper into good ground if it makes sense. But it's all spiritual now. This is why you see the BDSM with the trauma and pain occupying the same room. This is a ritual, right? Because the pain of this person is is putting something in the atmosphere that's making it more receptive for your seed that you're going to plant through your orgasm and your mind and your dream. You're planting it in a more fertile atmosphere. And this pain and trauma is causing the atmosphere to be more fertile. I hope this is making sense to you, right? This is why the BDSM is so, this is the whole process. It's a ritual. But Tyler Perry is putting his ritual through a medium, which is the laptop or the computer or the television or the telephone, into your households now. Right? So the celebrities that's among us is introducing us, introducing to the village things that may be proper or improper. But I just want to let you know Sometimes you see what you think you see, but it's important that we start looking beyond what's on the surface and pay more attention to what's on that spiritual, energetic, and digital plane because it all affects the village. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for hanging out, man. Real Black Counter to the Podcast, Big VJ. I'll get it with you guys later. Peace.